0: I'm Tina Tang, an equities trader turned jewelry designer turned strength coach for women over 40. This podcast is my survival guide to health over 40, where I'll share things I wish my mom had told me, and where I'll interview experts to give us guidance about aging well. Check in every week for my newest episode. Before the episode starts, I wanted to share something really exciting. I am launching a free 10-day workout challenge in February. It's been a while since I've done a free challenge, and I am so excited to bring this to you. Be sure to check the show notes to join the waitlist for the free challenge. The waitlist people will be the first to hear about when the enrollment opens and how to sign up. There will be prizes for the most consistent workouts. Okay, now on to the episode. Welcome back. In this week's episode, we're talking about how to make new friends as adults and how to create long-lasting, beyond-superficial friendships. The experts I have on today are two friends in my life who have an abnormally large, deep friendship fabric that surrounds their lives. Sima Schloss, my best friend, is a mixed-media artist and adjunct professor. Age 52, she's an example of someone who continues to grow her close friends during a time when most of us have downsized our relationships. Every time there's a special occasion gathering, I'm always meeting new friends of Sima's that she's picked up every year of her life. <laughs> and Jeanette Kochak is an IRS auditor. She's age 38 and has deep close friendships that extend way before her college years. And she continues to develop close friends in her life and her community. A year ago at her birthday party, which wasn't even like a milestone 40, there were 75 people invited and they weren't even superficial friends. One even flew in from Florida. So friends show up for her in response to the way she does for them. So I chose these two for this interview because I've observed the depth and the breadth of their friendships. And I wanted to dig a little deeper for all of us to find out advice and tips, uh, on how we can all age with a deep and true community around us. So let's go into the first question for both of you. When you're meeting someone new, how do you start the conversation? Give me, give me an example of a new friend that you've made recently and how that got started.
1: Um, I can touch a little on this. Um, you know, when I was in Austin, I was at the gym and this girl approached me and she was asking me about my weekend. And it really got me thinking to how I actually approach friendships and how I make friends. But we had a great 5-10 minute conversation about our weekends. And after she left to go run her errands, it really got me thinking and how I would approach someone if I moved, if I was in a new area, if I was traveling. And I think the one thing that I've learned to get over as I've grown older is to just get over myself, to just ask people questions, to invite them out for whether it's drinks, whether it's, uh to go and do a new activity. Um I've had some f- like friends in the community that you know are, are a little bit more or were a little bit more sur- superficial and I really want to deepen those relationships and I found one thing in common, one of them, it was bike riding. So I asked them if they ever want to go bike riding with me to reach out and they did. And we've continued our friendship in terms of that. And then I had another friendship where that person played tennis and I really want to get back into tennis. And I asked them if we could just go play tennis. And through that, we've played once a week for the last six months. And our friendship has really, really deepened in the last six months. So for me, it's about finding a connection with that person and asking, asking them to do an activity that I wouldn't necessarily do on my own. Like that. Yes. I
2: really like that. And I totally agree with it. Um, I like just meeting people in general and I try, I, I try and do the same things with Jeanette, but when I make connections with people, I like to ask about them. What do they like to do? You know, do we have common interests? My when I she's like my baby sister, Lizzie. I met in graduate school, and we made on a commonality in a class, um, and it just turned out we had a lot of the same interests. She wanted to curate work. We're both artists, and we now, you know we work in the same building i see her for lunch like three times a week and we talk about projects we've collaborated on a lot it's really finding what are people's interests not asking there's nothing wrong with asking about well what do you do for work we all do different things for work sometimes same industry but commonalities like mm-hmm. what can you connect on
1: i, mean, just I agree uh just like okay I agree with seema i I feel like I never connect with someone on a work level or I try not to get too much into their work life because I feel like to me there isn't a connection with, especially with the work I do with other human beings. I don't think we'll relate as much as um finding something that we both enjoy outside of work absolutely. It's very European of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> To not
0: be like, so what do you do? Wait, Sima, can you share the uh, story about, let me just give everyone a backdrop. Sima and I just went to Paris to go specifically to a party of someone that she met over the summer. So we flew somewhere just to go to this person's birthday party. Tell them how you met Yuri.
2: Um, Well, Tina was an angel on this trip. We had the best time, but I got really sick at the end and she took care of me let me just say, that's a best friend. Um, the la- I'm an artist. And so I check out galleries regularly. And it was like the second to last day I was leaving Paris. I was just walking up my favorite street. And I saw this gallery look- that looked really interesting. And I walk in and the work was cool. And the owner approached me and he's like, Hi, how are you? Where are you from? And we just started talking, and he got busy. He said, come back at 6. We're closing the gallery. At 6, we're closing the show. So I came back at 6, and we, I ended up hanging out with him for four hours with two other people there. And we just stayed in touch, and he said, come to my birthday dinner in January. So I had off from work, and I did. And we had a great time.
0: It felt very French to be able to, like, we're nice. here for a party. Um, <laughs> and that kind of leads me on to the next question for both of you. Uh, so these, you're talking now about how you've met new friendships, even though we're, you know, you're approaching midlife, Sima and I are past midlife, and how it's possible to create new friendships. For both of you, with your older, oldest or older friendships, what have you done to maintain them? Because keeping connected, that's probably one of the things most people say, oh, it's, I've been really bad about keeping in touch.
1: Seema, you want to start or do you want to start? Okay.
2: You know what the key is? Is making the effort. We're all busy. We all have busy lives. Shooting a text saying, hey, how are you? Want to catch up soon? It's keeping in touch. That's how I've made my most meaningful Friendships. Tina, how long have I known you? 20 some odd years now, which is oh, yeah. uh-huh. good. <laughs> I met Tina at her opening for her jewelry store. And we just, I loved her. I love the jewelry because I'm a jewelry junkie. And we kept in touch and we went out for dinner. We went out for a big group dinner and we kept in touch. And We've been best friends for twenty some odd years,
0: so I think it's hard for though a lot of people to. So, can you think of uh, an example? I'm trying to think of someone that is from your like maybe your college days. I, you is know, it just shooting out texts or what? What else? You know, I Th- think think of a specific person. What you've like
2: done? One of my best friends from school. We don't talk a lot, but we make a deal that. Once every three months, we're going to talk, however it is. It could be 10 minutes, five minutes, an hour. We find a date and time to connect. Is that?
1: Yeah.
0: That's, yeah, that's great. And then, Jeanette, I know you keep in touch with your, your high, the high school
1: friends who all live in the same yeah. uh, neighborhood. Like, what is it that's? I, mean, I agree with Seema about putting in the effort, but also for me it's showing up not only the big things Mm -hmm. but let's say I have a weekend and I have like four things going on but I have the ability to show up for that friend for even 20 minutes Mm -hmm. I will go to that event just to show up for them um and I think people remember um moments like that in their life not only did I show up but I showed up on a busy day of my life and uh you know In about two weekends, I'm flying out to Portland to see some friends that I actually haven't seen in, I would say, five, six years. But they were such good friends of mine when I was living in the city. Um, We had so many big milestones. I have so many memories with them. And I got the invite for the 40th birthday. And, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to travel. It's a lot to take off work. It's a lot to find someone to watch my dog. But I truly, deeply care about these people, and I want them in my life in the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So I knew for me, the moment I got the invite, I would find a way to make it work. And I think if if I had a great strength, it would be that. It's that I show up for people and I always, to the best of my abilities, try to show up as often as I can. I
2: completely agree with you. It's showing up. Yeah. And not just being there for people. People say, oh, you can tell who your friends are when things stink for you when you're having a tough time it's also showing up for when things are good for celebrations like you're going to a 40th birthday party making that effort showing that you care that's a big deal to Mm -hmm. celebrate someone no matter what stage in life
0: i'll see how on a saturday Jeanette, you'll be going to like three different events like you'll go to someone's little kid's birthday party. You're like, you're like, I'm driving 40 minutes to go to this birthday party. But when most people probably would have been
1: like, I, you know, well, the thing is, I, it's not, not that it. I, you know, I'm frustrated is in the word, but it is, it is a lot. It does take time and effort. And I think before I get up and get ready, I'm just like, uh I don't want to go just because I'm tired or this. But the thing is, every time I have shown up 95% of the time, I'm grateful to be there. I'm grateful to spend time with these human beings. I'm grateful that they've included included me in their life. Um, the fact that their children call me aunt, um, that you know that I'm part of the family essentially. So sometimes it's really hard to get out of your comfort zone and to get out of your head and get out of your house. <laughs> but I always remind myself when I get there, I'm happy to be there. And as long as I'm spending some quality time with them, that makes me happy as well.
2: And you, you know, many times when I, you know, I have an event, or I get, I don't want to go out. It's cold outside. I had a bad day. Most of the time, when I force myself to go out, I'm really happy I did. Yeah. And it, it's. I agree with you. It's all about getting yourself out of your comfort zone
1: yeah but i don't i don't think everyone gets their strength or energy from going out and being around um uh, people no. and for me i'm i'm an extrovert in, introvert i need my alone time but i i truly get joy from seeing the people i love um it's probably the one thing that makes me happiest in my life is being surrounded by people i love so i understand for some people they would rather be home they would mm-hmm. like to decompress but it's a way for me to decompress. Um, whether that's from work or other areas in my life is by spending time with people I love. That's great.
0: And I mean, I think I might know the answer to this, but for each of you, what do you think is your strength as a friend?
2: Um, I have two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good listener and I'm a cheerleader. I'm, you nailed a- it on both. <laughs> um, I, when I take friendship very seriously and I'm not saying everyone is my best friend. I have a lot of acquaintances and, you know, you have friends on different levels, but I believe in my friends and I want to show support no matter what. And it, you know, it's listening and really listening, not by, you know, being on the phone and and checking your nail, you know, looking at your nails or playing a game, uh, really being present. Um
1: I think for me it's uh it's really showing up. Like I <laughs> well sh- if you call me in the middle of the night and you need something, I think especially my best friends know that they can rely on me. You need help with your dog, you need help with your kids, you need help with anything, I I feel like for me, um, that's how I give love is by showing up for the people I love and it does give me joy. I think for some people they would be like, I would never do X, Y, and Z. I would never, you know, babysit over a long weekend or dog sit for X amount of periods for someone. But for me, I know when someone I love is in need and I can show up for them and care for them, that gives me um that gives me a lot of joy. So I think my greatest strength is that I show up for my friends um, whenever they need.
0: I oh, was just thinking about how you just got back from Austin and your friend was having a baby. So you went to their house to go get their dog to have their dog stay with Aww. you for the next yeah. few days. Yeah. Yeah. And then and- Sima also for, uh, I only know this every time I travel with Selma, half of her suitcase is always uh, full of gifts that she's bringing back for people. I love, I love giving gifts. You know, like literally I you're always <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, how are you? Vi-? I mean, I always love when you bring stuff back for me, but I remember when we went to Paris, you had thought of everyone along the way, every time we were out, but Oh, let me get Deb something. Let me get so-and-so something. Um, I think it's evident that you both really do value, value friendships. So I think for people trying to have more friends, it's that approach of really valuing what the, having the friendships. Um, so, for both of you, with your newer friendships, a list a couple activities you've done, and I think you already kind of did, Jeanette, uh, in the process of developing the friendships. And I just actually want to put out for you, Jeanette, like with the, the some of the newer friendships you're talking about, uh, what uh, the listeners might not realize is like you for some of these people, you've been around them for maybe. Uh, like one of them I'm knowing for at least five years. Yeah. But uh, only recently took it to another level. So yeah. Talk about some of the stuff that you've done. And then you too, someone you meet new people, you like literally you'll meet people on a trip. Like what kind of stuff are you doing to get to know them for both of you?
1: Um, I mean, I, I have the uh, workout related stuff. So, you know, if I hear someone wants to, I I think I sometimes hold my back myself back because I don't want to do certain things. But I think anytime I hear that someone else is trying or they want to do that activity, I'm a little bit more likely to do it. So if I hear someone wants to play tennis or go bike riding or try yoga, I try to approach them like my very good friend Emily and I. Well, we I feel like our friendship has deepened because we go and do um, spin every weekend. So once a weekend, we go, we do spin. We take a long walk together. We just talk about life. And it just really deepens our friendship. Um, And another instance is like work friendships. Um, I don't go to the office that often, so it's a little harder, but I've been traveling a lot lately. And the last trip I did, I met someone that I feel like I really connected with. And, you know, if we're talking about strengths and then there's weaknesses, my one weakness is I'm a terrible texter, but really like this individual, she's great at texting. She's always trying to catch up. So I always try to call her you know when I can. Anytime I get a text message from her, I call her just to catch up. Um, so just finding someone that you really feel like you can bond with, and the work friend we we love food, so we like to try new restaurants when we travel together. So just you know finding some kind of connection. It doesn't have to be food or working out. It can be anything. It can be art.
2: Well, with that, I love inviting people to my studio. And I just got a new coffee maker. So I'm real happy. (laughs) And that's fun. I love meeting. You know, it's fun in commonality. Um, One of my best friends, Deb, is like an avid record collector. And she was so sweet. She got me a record player for Christmas. And I was like, I want records, but I'm kind of a collector anyway of other little weird things. But. We have a good time because now we go used record shopping together. And this is one of my best friends of 20 years. Um, Which you
0: met during, uh, so the people know backdrop, uh, that was during your party years of the 20s when you guys would just go drinking. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. And then she's one of the few people <laughs> <wasn't> that. <laughs> what's that? And I remember you said, like, of that group of party in your 20s, That's there's the only, only like a couple people. That actually still keep in touch.
2: Yes, so I think finding common things to do, um, you know, certain people like Tina. I take sh- I take you shopping with me, you know, because you know exactly what I like and what I don't. And you know the useless stuff. I like the kitschy stuff. You get it. Um, you know, there are certain friends I like going to the movies with, or I like. Yeah. I love music, you know, we, it's connecting on different levels on their interests, your interests, and you could have totally different interests in every way and still connect just by having coffee with them or tea.
1: Well, I I feel like that's a good point. There's like times where I'll leave an event or something and be like, do you want to grab a drink or do you want to grab coffee? And that just, I feel like leads to, um, deepening those friendships where you know you're kind of afraid to ask them if they want to hang out because Mm -hmm. i think we all fear rejection but that person is probably not lonely but probably is also looking for a connection um so i feel like just inviting to think people to things even you're even if you're a little afraid um you can form these connections and just a simple coffee really can help you form a bigger friendship
2: and also There are certain people you meet and you have a coffee and you don't connect. But what's the worst thing that happens? No one dies. You know,
1: at least you tried. But I I feel like it's interesting you say that because when I was younger, I had not only a fear of rejection, but I um, looked at the loss of friendship in such a negative way where I, I feel like as I get older, I'm much more willing to let go of the friendships that don't serve me, um, that don't value me or that I don't value either. There's friendships where I'm like, I'm not fully being kind to this person and I don't really see them in my life, but I'm just keeping it here because it's easier um, maintaining it than just being like, this isn't the friendship for me. Um, But I feel like as I get older, I'm more willing to let go of certain situations that I would not have been able to let go of when I was younger. Just reminding yourself that like, you want people who truly value you, who are Absolutely. kind to you. And something a friend said to me about French chess, we were talking about a situation where someone was unkind to them. They're like, someone asked me, why would you ever let someone be even remotely unkind to you? So just realizing, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to let go of things, even if they're kind to you only fifteen percent of the time. Or even 70% of the time.
2: I want to piggyback on that. I've kept friends just because of my history. Or I feel like they did something for me. And you know what? Sometimes you have to let people go. And it's painful and it stinks. But it's, it's time. Not everybody's supposed to be in your life forever.
1: Yeah, and I think it's worth the pain. Especially if they're not fully showing up for you. In the manner that you want them to show for you or mm-hmm. speaking to you in a manner that they're speaking to you or behaving in a, in a pattern that you don't really enjoy anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, we're talking about drinking and like some friendships can progress away from, you know, if you decide to progress away from that lifestyle, some friendships will, you know, progress with you. And even if they don't, you don't feel like you need to indulge or you don't feel like you need to do certain things. You know, that can be anything. It can be exercise. You can move away from that. And mm-hmm. some friendships move with you and some don't. Yeah. And I think it's okay to just honor that process.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I think it's a matter letting go stings. It really <laughs> does. But most of the You know, you think of friendships that end, there's a reason they do.
1: I feel like like it opens the door for better relationships because a friend said to me, you can only, like, close relationships are a small amount of friendships, right? So you'll always have acquaintances passing through. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you let go of, like, a relationship that is taking up brain space, time, etc., then you're allowing other um, energies to come through, other friendships to enter your life that could be- better you and mm-hmm. could add more value to your life. Not,
0: as Sima said, it's not easy when that's happening. Like it can be very painful. Oh, but... the
1: process is so hard. I mean, <laughs> I have mourned, I have mourned my f- friendships more than I have mourned my actual like relationships. My friendship relationships have mattered to me more and i definitely spent more nights awake mourning them than mm-hmm. i have relationships i'm with you <laughs> they I, I think really to me well. harder i feel like they they've known me I on a different good. level than uh some of i think most of my relationships so for me i've always had uh, especially younger me had a harder time losing certain friendships mm-hmm. um than an actual relationship because I was ready to go let go of those relationships where the friendships, they meant more to me.
2: I, I find when, uh, friendships, my my thing is, is I've gotten wiser. Um, I mourn them, but I know it's time for it to be over. I just, it's weird. I get to a point where I'm just like, you know what, this, this person is not treating me nicely. Mm-hmm.
0: I can think about a few people in your life, some of that it, it wasn't just like a friendship, people thinking you see once in a while. Like I think of people where it was, you were very close with them. You were talking yeah. and seeing them every day. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you get to a point where.
2: Well, you outgrow people. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a while in my twenties and early thirties, I was at every opening of every lounge i went to a zillion fashion shows like
0: that was
2: when new was, york, <laughs> new york <laughs> was great so and um <laughs> again happily social media wasn't around and i outgrew it and i realized i wasn't doing much i wanted to uh pursue my art career i wanted to you know i wanted to teach and as soon as i started changing uh, not everybody liked it, and yeah. uh, it was painful. But I don't regret it. And my friends now are very supportive of my life. And when I'm going for things or I'm busy, I don't feel. And I've changed too. I want cheerleaders. Uh, yeah. If I cheer people on, I'm not saying to call me every day. And but I want the support.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, so for both of you. Uh, name some notable things or actions old friends have done to stay connected with you. So it's it's one, it's because it's, it's never just one-sided.
1: I mean, I don't know if it's big things that matter to me, but I think sometimes we get lost in our own little world. But like, for instance, I haven't talked to two of my best friends and today I was thinking I need to call them or message them. And I got a text message from my friend asking me how my work trip went. So I called her, we caught up for like 10 minutes and it was so lovely. But I think just moments like that, where I'm a terrible texter, I will get on the phone, talk to you. I will show up to any event, but I am just, I, it'll be days before I realize I haven't texted someone back. Um, So just people not holding that against me, Mm -hmm. people continuing to reach out to me. I'm great at showing up, but I'm terrible at planning, um, events, unless it's like a special birthday or something. But otherwise, day to day, I'm terrible at planning events. But the fact that my friends continue to have events and plan um, these big life moments for themselves and include me, I think that to me is uh, the most notable thing I've seen is the fact that my friends continue to invite me to their um, housewarming parties, their children's birthdays, other birthdays, their spouse's birthdays. Um, If they're going on a trip, I'm going to Nicaragua in a month a friend was like I have an extra room and I'm going with these girlfriends I know you don't know them but I feel like you would have a good time and invited me so consistently and constantly inviting me to things that they don't actually have to invite me to my friends Mm -hmm. don't need to invite me on trips they don't need to invite me up to their parents cabin like these things that they continue to do um really truly mean the world to me I'm
2: with you um I've just gotten cards from people. I,
1: I'm oh, old, I have a story about I'm that too. I'm a lousy
2: writer, but I love to make and homemade cards and just, I like to receive them too. And I've gotten cards from people that I haven't spoken to in ages, just hitting me up saying, thinking about you, let's talk. And it just feels so good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just someone reaching me out, reaching out or being invited to a friend's a million years ago I was invited to a 40th birthday from a friend I hadn't spoken to in ages and I went I was just so touched I didn't expect to be invited but it meant the world to me you,
1: you know Seema you brought up the car thing and uh something that I always like look forward to every year on my birthday One of my best friends, her girlfriend from college that I see at all of the events that I'm invited to because of my friend Katie, her best friend from college every year, without fail, has sent me a birthday card for, I would say, almost 10 years. And every year I look forward to it. And it just gives me so much joy Mm -hmm. that she has thought of me. She doesn't like we don't see each other that often, maybe two, two, three, four times a year every year she remembers my birthday. She sends this card out and I feel like it's one of the most thoughtful things I get. It just gives me so much joy every time I open my mailbox and I see that card on my birthday.
0: Oh,
2: that's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I'm going to end our friendship advice with the last question asking, while friendships are give and take, share your thoughts on how much you really still need to you need to give to maintain friendships and I think uh you and I have talked about this before Jeanette maybe you can share, talk about how there's some friends that you have you just know that you will always have to be doing certain things if you want the friendship but the friendship is worth it to you
1: yeah I mean it's so hard because I think sometimes um as human beings we get frustrated but for me in my head i have these friendships that i know no matter what i would show up and i'll always put in the effort like as much as i'm like terrible at texting one of my best friends is even worse at picking up her phone call but i don't think it has anything to do with me or her love for me i know she truly loves me and cares about me so i know i have to like keep making the effort because i know she's a little bit busier with certain aspects in her life um and especially with other friends who have kids for instance um i think there's this time period when you know having kids is a lifelong um it's lifelong you you never stop parenting but I think there's this uh period of time in their lives where between the ages of like even before they get um before they give birth when they're pregnant until I would say at least like I want to say seven but really 18 years old where you're putting in a lot of effort it gets easier at a certain point but I know that I have to show up for those friends in those moments until they kind of come up for air until they can really uh, show up for me more. And I've seen that throughout a lot of my friendships where those first couple of years, I don't see them as often. And I know if I want to see this friend and that friendship has value, then I Mm -hmm. need to make the effort. I need to go and see them. I need to show up, um, even if it's just going over and having dinner at their house or you know, just Dropping by and saying hi, that I have to make that effort. Because right now, they don't have the capacity to come out and see me, whether it's a text, phone call. I think sometimes people take offense to their friends not reaching out, but they don't have the mental capacity to do it Mm -hmm. right now because they're thinking about 5 million other things. So it is hard to sometimes get to you where you're like, okay, like I feel like I'm putting in so much effort. But I think another thing with growth and aging is that you realize it's not about you. It's not about me. My friends aren't intentionally, unless the friendship is ending, these friends aren't intentionally ignoring me. I know they love me. And I feel like with growth, with aging, the one thing I, that I'm proudest of is that I have come to terms with like certain friendships and saying like, these people love me no matter what happens. Um, They'll always have my back. So just realizing that and knowing that even if I don't talk to someone for six months, it doesn't mean that they don't love me that they have their own life, they have work, they have kids, um, that if I I want that friendship, I need to make the effort.
2: I feel I'm piggybacking on what you said, managing your expectations of Mm -hmm. people. If you know if someone is terrible during the week, they have a really busy, they're not going to be able to talk on the week, during the week, don't call them, don't text them. Or if you'd send a text, just know you're not going to hear from them. It's not personal. It's managing your expectations of people. And really, people have busy lives. Yeah. And it's not personal. That's a beautiful thing about getting older. Yeah. And I like to send cards. I love making my cards, being an artist. It's, it's kind of like my love language. Um, it's... A, having no expectations and making the effort when necessary. So I'm piggybacking off of you.
0: I like actually what you said, uh, Jeanette, about the example with kids, because I think there's a stage in people's lives where they might write certain friends off because, you know, you see it in memes or people talk about, oh, as soon as their friends have kids, they've lost them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's and it's a very one-sided. They're not seeing the bigger picture of just wait it through. It's like the friend does want to have the friendship. They just don't have the time or capacity. But that doesn't mean in five years it's going to be the same.
1: Exactly. so keeping and
2: honoring what people are going through being empathetic to that saying yeah. this is a new mom who's probably overwhelmed and has no time for themselves anymore i put myself yeah. in there she was going oh wow that's a yeah. big load to be carrying yeah. so I, mean, I i
1: feel like my friends have afforded me so much grace over the span of our friendships whether it's been 30 years in the making or one year in the making, you know, in terms of, you know, how I show up. There's some, yeah, there's a as much as I do show up, there are times when I do drop the ball. And I think about how beautiful my friendships are and how my friends have afforded me this grace and just been gentle with me when I haven't been the kindest version of myself. And I think it would be a shame if I didn't do the same for them. Mm -hmm. If I didn't take a step back and said, you know, this person is going through their own life and this is not about me and I need to look at this as if I was going through it. How would I want to be treated? So I'm trying to learn to be a little bit um, kinder, uh, more gentle in my approach of how I handle certain situations, just as my friends have been kind and gentle with me in our growth of like our friendships.
2: I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, When I, my first master's degree um, was a total life change. I was working full time and when I got my MFA, it was the same thing. And Tina, I'm going to say about you, I really have a tough time focusing (laughs) And especially since I hate writing and writing papers and Tina would text me being like, I know you're not surfing Facebook. <laughs> I know you're writing a paper. Um, it was that little, those little things when people support you and they know you're overwhelmed and mm. they, I mean, we were, we were, when we were in Paris, I applied to this program and I, I was complaining. I'm like, well, I don't know. Am I going to have the time? Is it too much? I'm getting ready for this show. She's like, just do it, you know, just sit and do it. And she gave me some tips and I applied. I got in. So it was, thank oh, you. I'd love to hear <laughs> yeah, <so> it. <laughs> that was uh, people supporting you through difficult times. If you support them, it's nice when
1: it's reciprocal. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Thank you both for so much for the time and sharing your your secret friend tips, which (laughs) seem like common sense, but they're not so common, obviously. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. You can also find me on my website, ironstrongfitness.net, or follow me on Instagram at ironstrongfit. See you at the next episode.